You're listening to podcastjuice.net. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Podcast Juice. You are listening to the Prince Podcast. My name is Michael Dean. Joining me today, Mr. Brandon Oldsley. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, Mike and uh, Jesse here. Uh, I'm doing great. Wonderful Sunday afternoon. So uh, I'm just ready to get this review started because I got a lot to talk about. All right. All right. We're going to do that. Also joining us today, Mr. Jesse Jester. What's up? What's up? What's up, you guys? I'm doing well on this Sunday afternoon. Feeling like the new power soul. So let's go. What's (laughs) up now? So we got Minneapolis in the house. We have you from Chicago. Yes, friend. we got Chicago, yes. and we got uh, I'm outside of Seattle, so we got both coasts locked down. As we like to say. <laughs> All right, so today we're getting into New Power Soul, the album. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do an album review. Uh, this album is always debated one way or the other, uh, but uh, I think we both, all three of us, going to have some interesting commentary and comments on this. So let's just get things started. Uh, New Power Soul, man, this came out in 1998. It was like uh-huh. shortly, actually it was June 30th. Uh, June 30th. <clears throat> I remember Emancipation album when that came out. Is it the Emancipation? God, now. Yeah, I, Emancipation was, came in 96. Wasn't there like right. a flyer or something inside of it? or There was some sort of announcement in there about, if I'm thinking correctly, I might be, I, I might be getting myself confused with Crystal Ball. But I just remember that he was like, there was an announcement of, oh, this is a new MPG album coming. And I'm like, oh, okay, we had Exodus before this, and right. that was a dope record. So I was like, oh, he's coming with something already? I was like, damn, okay. And so <laughs> they dropped New Power Soul. And I remember, you know, the, those early interviews uh, before the album and drop, drop Prince was saying, you know, you hear that. Well, I think it was Lon, was this uh, the, the lawyer? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. L. What's the, ah. I forget his name, but I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I know who you're talking L about. L something. I'm sorry, brother. Uh, <laughs> <it was> talking, <laughs> but I know he was being interviewed, and he was representing Prince at the time. And he was in the press, and he was like, this is album remind you of Sign of the Times. And, you know, Why do people that. say I that? Know, right? <laughs> so I'm like, oh. Why do people give that? That's so uh, bad. I hate when they that is a bad. So I was like, okay. <laughs> it's like, that, you know. So album drops. Uh... I, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I remember buying this record at the store. Uh, it stayed in my car for a long time. Uh, I was <laughs> I jamming imagine. this. I was jamming this. So let's get into this. We'll start at the top. Uh, first track, "New Power Soul." Uh, and to be clear, this is not. Uh, this is a different version of the band than the, the previous album. Prince is more so on the forefront of this, uh, vocally and image-wise and everything, but. New Power Soul. So I'm going to start with the fellas first. Uh, Brandon, uh, give me your thoughts on New Power Soul song. All right. So um, New Power Soul, you know, first of all, um, I think it is notable to point out that Prince borrowed a couple of uh, riffs from uh, New Power Generation's 1995 single, Mm -hmm. Big Fun, which was interesting. And he also um, borrowed some of the lyrics, uh, Get Freaky, Let Your Head Bob. So that that was pretty like crazy um there is actually a song on exodus with the same name but it's not they're totally different but anyway uh this title track 
serves as like the mission statement for what Prince was trying to achieve with this album. You know, uh, he says it in the lines of every while in a great once there comes to town a show that lives up to your funk expectations, no matter how high or low. So uh, you already know what it's all about. Um, I love that it's packed with uh, the gigantic horns that are wonderfully done by uh, the horn heads, uh, the MPG horns. I mean, throughout this whole album, I mean, the horns are just beautiful. Um, and they're juxtaposed against that, um, these hard-hitting beats and those synthesizers, the in-the-pocket bass. I mean, it's just, it's bananas. It's just like, you know, when I first heard it, I was like, wow. You know, he, you know, nothing, it's not too spectacular, but you know what? This is that fun funk that I just uh, enjoy uh, Prince doing. And uh, he also does a rap near the middle of the song where he mentions uh, each album's songs. And I think that um, that has a, yeah, that that has a nice touch to it. So I I think this is, um, this song recalls a lot of the past trademarks of his, uh, you know, previous funk work, but he embraces this contemporary R&B aesthetic that is just so present and so alive to me and i and i just i just like that about this song but yeah i I gotta rate this uh 3.35 out of five stars if i could rate it so that's how i feel about it all right all right mr jesse what you think oh well brian i really appreciate how you reviewed it i mean i think the song for me has always been about the concept like it's interesting how he decided to do this again like this whole idea of new power soul must mean something to him because he's been talking about it since 88 (laughs) and so for him to bring it in exodus and then for him to redo it again i think he managed to really find its truest purpose you know but i i prefer if i have to say that um like the new power soul version on exodus this version is, is still cool though i like how you mentioned how he made it like this pop aesthetic as well as this r&b funk thing it didn't sound purely it sounded fresh and so anytime i listen to this and the horns coming like this it gets you going like it's, it's a funk number for sure and 98 reminds me of prince kind of being in a uh very his live music at the time was just loud like he was putting yeah. it it was it was really funky and yeah dougie fresh you know so this is a very interesting way to start the album um, it, it's a good opener. I, I don't really have any complaints about it. It's one of my favorite songs on the album. But, uh, yeah, I dig it. Yeah, I'm, I pretty much co-sign what both you guys said. To me, this is just that we're going to start the party on a high note. You know, it's like celebratory. Yeah. And, he, and this song sort of capulates every little sort of thing he can throw in there. You got guitars and the horns. You mentioned that that brass horn section is a yeah. beast. Yeah, yeah. they are they on point. Yeah, this, All over this album. Yeah, this, this is the type of song to me remind me of the older Prince in the sense of I would always see a song like this that would be at the end of the show or something like, mm-hmm. like a baby yeah, in the stars. Right, exactly. And just like, ah, here's that, you know, jam. Let's all, you know, end of the world is happy, the end of the show, and yeah. you go home and smile and, you know, the grease when they go, the car goes up into the sky type of yeah. <laughs> so, But, um, yeah, I, it has a lot of things in there where I'm kind of like, at this point when it came out, I was already sort of released my uh, apprehension to get freaky, let your yeah, head bop. Yeah. Yeah. I could yeah. get freaky. I, mean, I could easily. It could have went a different way, you know, if, yeah. if other people were involved. But uh, I, it works. 
You know, he it makes it work here, and I'm I'll be like Billy at the end of Purple Rain, and he just hand up, ha, 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 you know, like yeah, I'm a believer. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was all with it on this track. All right, uh, let's go to the next one. Uh, this is a very interesting uh, song, I think, but Mad Sex. Uh, we'll go to Jesse first. <laughs> Mad Sex. This is the one I just heard right before I had this conversation. <laughs> Mad Sex is a jam. I really like the the groove, it, it, you know, like the piano stabs, because it really kind of brings out his jazz sensibility. It's that dun, 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 dun. Yeah. It's really smooth, and it, and, it, and it remains throughout the track. The lyrics, you know, I'm not going to even go there because he's talking about several different things from, from what i've heard it was about male b <laughs> but you know it's he has a lot of interesting lyrics when he says do it to your tattoos dizzy and to the studs and your mouth turns to gold i don't know what that means so is anytime i listen to the lyrics it's very whimsical and quirky but i really dig i really dig the horns too and whoever is on the who's that at, at the end just kind of doing a solo i want to say it's Kathleen, but I'm not sure who is who. Whoever it is, they sound amazing at the end, and it ends really well. So, I dig it. All right, Brandon. Yeah, um, I echo with uh, Jesse. I, I think it's a nice follow up to the title track. Um, I, like Jesse said, it's a it's a more laid back, jazzy approach that is used here with the you know the whole piano stabs, and then you have the pulsating beats and the rhythmic work you know under that and uh the bass is more prominent here as well i, I love the bass yeah, i, I was like Ugh, okay um lyrically I, <laughs> I mean there is some explicit sexual framework here that i really don't want to get into about um you know prince recalling his sexual uh uh rendezvous with this as he describes her as a bushy head mulatto girl. Oh, you know the template. Come on now. You know, it's like, I mean, it's hilarious, but at the same time, it's very misogynistic. But I don't want to get into it because he's going into a little bit. Uh, and, you know, in the opening line where he's going, um, you know, I know that girl or something. Something he says in that line. Trust me. I know her. Trust her. Trust <laughs> you know exactly her. what he's talking about. That's got a bowl. That's, that's got a bowl. Yeah, I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay, all righty then. Hey, but again, you know, it's, it's, it's a cool cut. You know, I, I think it's, it has some excellent bass work in it. And, you know, it's just a laid back song. So if I were to rate this, I'll give it a 3.2 out of 5. Okay, wow. Well, yeah, I, I, I loved this song when it first came it was a surprise when I came in I was like what who's who's doing the production on this I was like I was kind of shocked like he's you know kind of doing a loop thing but just that hard I was like oh this is filthy the only thing I will say but I wish for some reason I don't like the way that it's like mixed or something I always felt like that that bass part you know should have been a little more prominent or something. It, just, yeah. it seems to be so sort of a uh, lo-fi, but that's that's, it's still like, it's a banger to me. It's like one of those songs um, when I hear, you know, it's like, a, um, I sometimes the song reminds me of Movie Star. Not that it sounds like it in terms of the music, but it's yeah, that same you, yeah. kind of, you know, yeah. very tongue-in-cheek mm-hmm. type of prints that I like, you know, very slick tongue. And, you know, here he's doing the, you know, it's the really sexual type of stuff, and uh, you don't hear this at all from Prince. You, it's like you you hear this now, like this Prince, like yeah, exactly. Can he get down like that? Yeah, that's when he started this shit. Like, 
So <laughs> it's refreshing to hear back, like, okay, pussy got down and down. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, like, okay. <laughs> that's that real. I, it's like, I know he's still in there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. But, um, but yeah, I, I love this. It's extremely funky. Uh, I wish they did. I wish I could hear this live. I don't know if they ever did this live, but it would have. I, I have. Just, ooh, I ain't gonna say. Well, oh, all right. <laughs> let me just say, they did do this on live, and it's funky. <laughs> oh, okay. nice. Yeah, because I just seem like this would be a, a, a type of thing of the crowd would just be like, ah, yeah. you know, bananas. Yeah. So yeah, he really sense. plays on the like he shows just like I love his piano playing around his time. He does a lot of mm-hmm. just like funky stuff on the piano around his time. So it's all good. right, yes, yeah, mad sex, and and yeah, I remember uh, what was that video that they came out with the one with mel b what did they call that was that the beautiful yeah the beautiful, yeah, the beautiful strange thing beautiful yeah. strange and I, yeah i remember at that time and i think they play it in there yeah they play it a bit yeah, in the studio. and if if it was about, i'm not mad at you i don't know i don't know if he was i don't know if he was mighty at that time but that's not my business we that's chatty pack let me go <laughs> chatty pack all right Let's get focused. Uh, number three, until you're in my arms again. I'm gonna start start this one. Uh, beautiful song. I love that. What? There's a certain part in this song. What is that? Come on back. Come on back. It kills me every time. You're like, oh, it is so dope to yeah. me. It just it starts out kind of like I'm not gonna lie. When it first starts. I'm kind of like, eh, it's okay. Let me, let me see what's yeah. going. But it's a song to me that pulled me in. Mm-hmm. And I'm listening to the words that he's saying, you know. And I sort of people sort of have their thoughts of what they think it's about or, and what it could possibly be about. But uh-huh. and I'm listening to him like, I get, I get this, you know, this sort of feeling what he's talking about and you're missing somebody and tell you, tell you, <laughs> I was like, damn, it's got that emotion in it, man. I was like, I was just like, I love this joint. So I, I, I said enough. Uh, Brandon, what do you think of To You're In My Arms Again? Okay, uh, a complete con- contrast from the uh, party swagger of New Power Soul and the, right? you know, the <laughs> subtle horniness of mad sex, right? So right, yeah. here you have a, a ballad that is nicely built on this bed of angelic synthesizers and you have you know claire fisher's um you know his signature work which is beautiful um i i when i think of this song i personally think of um a return back to that lush sound that was on um the the balladry of um the emancipation album Hmm. where you had uh bet you by galley wow and you know one kiss at a time you know it just to me, it reminds me of a lot of that that sound that was going through that those particular songs. Um, when I first heard this song, I thought this was about Maite, but it was, you know. But you know, over the years, after I've you know really read the lyrics and I, you know, you know, it's it it just has this sorrowful, um, sad sentimentality to it that I don't, you know, about a, you know, the, the lines when he goes every morning when I'm awakened. I imagine you sleeping in your bed, right or wrong. The reason you're taken from my embrace. Um, so this is definitely about Gregory, his, um, you know, the loss of Gregory. And, you know, I I just feel it all in his vocal performance. It's just, it's very inspired. And it has a lot of gospel um, inflictions to it that is just wonderful. So I, I really, whenever I hear this song, it's, it's definitely emotional for me. But it's a beautiful ballad. 
So it's definitely a beautiful ballad. Yeah. Yeah. If I were to rate this, I'll give it a four out of five. Okay. Definitely. Okay. What you got on this, Jesse? Um, I think this is a beautiful song. It reminds me when it starts off like a Disney movie. <laughs> like when yeah. I hear that, it's very kind of cartoonish in a sense, but it's, it brings a nice setting to it. His vocals are fresh. It's very, it sounds like it could have been on Emancipation too. Um, so I really like the soul he put in this song. I think it um, definitely carries some personal sentiment. Um, it took a while to get to me though, because originally I thought it was just, I don't know. I it, it just was I, don't, I, I thought it was corny in a sense <laughs> but then eventually i just started listening and i i know that prince just like you said just how prince changes so much you know in the beginning of the, the album you got this new power soul and then you got mad sex and then he goes into something like this it kind of put me down in a sense but then when i put it in this context it's like okay i understand what you're doing and I, I really appreciate the soul, and he's really giving you a part that he doesn't give you. And I really like how at the end he he plays the piano a bit, and you hear like this piano solo that's really just really nice and fresh, and it just and it closes out perfectly. So it it works. <laughs> yeah, another favorite part again. You never see like other see. I just I like when he be yeah. doing stuff with his voice. <laughs> ah, that's just. There's a lot of little cool little vocal lines the way he does it, man. He really yeah. loosened up and just really get into it. I, it just gets me every time. Like I'm listening to it yeah. right now. I'm like, God damn. Yeah, so, I know. It's like <laughs> very good vocals, man. It's, it's killing. And me. I would like to say, just if I'm not sure if this is true, but like how he says, you know, lastly, come on back. You think of a song like "Come Back," which is on the truth. Yeah, those mm-hmm. two share similarities. That's why I can see why it could possibly be about you know. A personal loss that he had. Yeah. Yep. All right, moving on to number four. Uh, when you love somebody. Yeah, man. Go ahead, Jesse. You got it, man. Okay. When you love somebody is one of my favorites on the album. I, I think it it goes through so many transitions. That's yeah. what I appreciate the most. Mm-hmm. When you love somebody, then he goes into this down, 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 down. It gets like yeah. soulful and hard and almost rock towards the end. And then it it just has so many rhythmic patterns to it. And it, it's just bright. His guitar is there. The lyrics, you know, once again, <laughs> he has a. It's so many different meanings you can take from it because he talks about who needs love when you got protection. Quote, unquote, your point of view, which, you know, it's like, what? Are you saying you don't need a... What you saying? I don't know. It's, <laughs> the lyrics are very kind of all over the place, but it, it manages to convey funk. Like, this is a song I really wish he would perform live. I don't think he's ever done this one live, though. But um, I really like how, once again, the transitions, that's what I appreciate the most about it. It goes through several... The horns got to play, the guitar got to play, the bass got to play. You know, he's getting... Everybody got to play. So it's, it's, it's good. Yeah, I would just say this is that happy funk prince pop that I love. This put a smile on my face every time. I, this one of my favorite songs off this album. Period. Like, yeah. I, I bug me again. Like you, I I wanted to hear this live. Like, why? This is this is the one that's supposed to blow. Like, I yeah, like, oh, man, <laughs> this is everything I love. I, I was like shocked. I was like, damn, he still. At the time, I was like, man, he still got it, man. I wanted this to be on Emancipation. This is that <laughs> joint to me, but um, yeah. And this... he raps on it. <laughs> and, and it works, yeah, man. <laughs> to me, it worked, but yeah, I, I, the guitar work, they start funking up at the end. I'm like, man, it's over, man. It's Prince, Prince is, he's the man, man. So I love this track. Uh, for some reason, I 
play this song a lot with um, Private Joy. It, it just seemed like oh, kind of cool poppy, the happy, vibrant type of thing. So when my man said in the back seat for a little while. <laughs> yeah, <he's> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Brandon, what you got on this? Yeah, um, so this song to me is about gaining new love when something or someone is gone, right? So, you know, you have um, Until You're In My Arms Again, which was more about loss. This one is about regaining or gaining new love. So yeah. I thought that was a nice bookend, you know, how they were kind of placed together in that context. But, um, yeah, I echo with you, both of you guys. I mean, this is a nice, punchy, happy jam that's filled with, like, that exuberant, horn work that is just so infectious right so it has like this poppy bass it has the the keyboard work that's just alive um you know uh, i think the horn lines kind of remind me of uh the uh, the horn work that um the phoenix horns did for earth wind and fire for um yeah. this song called uh on your face from the spirit album yeah, uh, okay. I, I can yeah. see that resemblance, definitely. Yeah, so I, I definitely, you know, I, I, I hear that resemblance in there. Um, the breakdown towards the end is my favorite part with the bass. I mean, that's that's killer. <laughs> he should have just seen like, on the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, um, you know, I never really understood the rap, even though it does work. Uh, the part when he goes, I picture my hat, my coat, my balls around <laughs> Round and round, don't stop the what pound because her brother getting down here late. Yeah, man, man that shit is funky though. It's like what the hell? It didn't make sense, about? but it, it didn't make sense, but it was so funky. My balls round and like, round, don't stop round. the pound because her brother getting down here lately. So, but yeah, but but this is a this is a nice cut, a very happy cut. You know, if I were to rate this, I'll give it a three point two out of five. Oh come on, man! <laughs> I just, uh, I just think it's... it took a point <laughs> off of the balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's it's a killer song, man. It kind of the horns also too remind me of uh, "Come." Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, okay. it, you know, just that. I don't know. This is uh, very yeah. good sound. I love that sound. Yeah, All right, the next track, which admittedly is my favorite song on this album. For oh come on, mine too. Oh, okay. Uh, we, all, we all get it. We all get it. Uh, let me <laughs> make sure I say the song right. Shoo, Bedu. But I just have Shoo Be Doo. The old Shoo Be Doobie. But yeah, this song, uh, as if you want to play. Are he talking, the lyrics on this album is on some other stuff. He's, yeah. I got me like, who's talking? Conversa- these are like rock star conversations that you have with chicks, apparently. Yeah. Like, are, are your titties real? And you get slapped. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just all that kind of stuff, but I'm, you know, it, it works because he he's conviction behind what he's saying. But I love this. The beat comes yeah. in uh, at the time, and I've said this many times. But at the time that this song came out, uh, there was an artist out by the name of Davina. She was a female um, R and B artist. She had, I know of, she had one album that was hot at the time. And I believe he actually even posted one of her songs on the site that he had at the time, kind of like giving her a shout or whatever. And this song sounds like this was sort of his answer to like, I want to make a song like hers because it was oh, very okay. beat heavy uh, R&B like like this. But and it's dope and it's just as dope as what she was doing. And I was like, God, he actually 
did that and it was filthy and he put that Prince thing on it and the vocal work. So yeah, I love the song. I sing this song all the time yeah. <laughs> just to myself. Um, yeah, love it. Uh, go ahead, Brandon. Okay, yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite joints on this album. Um, I find it very, I find it very interesting that he's tackling this type of subject subject matter where he's talking about the dangers of sexual exploitation. So he's like reaching on another philosophical, you know, level. You know, talking about sex. You know, he's telling us to look at, look deeper at life, but not give in so quickly to sex, which is kind of like okay. You know, kind of interesting, but, you know, the way in which he does it is in a very Prince way, like Mike said, um, you know, just some other type of stuff. But anyway, what do you, you say, know, the, que- the question of life is like a gray haired bitch. At least. OK, yeah, I don't understand that. Lyric, yeah, I don't, I understand that like, I don't yeah, that's I, the only one that's like, like, yeah, that is, I guess that is a question. You call it a woman of. Okay. But, OK, OK, but anyway. <laughs> It's um, a lot of yeah. It's, it's, it, we could we could do a whole show on the lyrics, man. Yeah, it's like okay, okay. So you know, it's got a lot of beautiful keyboard work um, with the digital string arrangements that I love. It's it's very laid back, um, not too not too much. You know, that's what I like about it. Um, it's very light. Uh, the pumping beats, you know, perfectly blend with the keyboards, and of course, Prince's vocal work. You know, the way he sings. The way he sings the, the the chorus is like ah you know I, I I don't know how he does it but you know he he's on some other stuff but you know if I were to rate this one I would rate it a four point eight out of five. All Tom. right, I just wanted to read some of the lyrics. He said the answer to the question of life is a gray haired bitch at least sucking mm-hmm. on the ebony dancer in between these dirty sheets, spitting mm-hmm. out the aftertaste of a boy uh-huh. who mm-hmm. might not call again. If this is the game you stood in line for, how you gonna win? That's a cold hook. That is cold. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a cold stuff. hook. That's, that's a cold hook. God, it's a very uh, harsh and it's explicit. Very, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's like it makes Damn. sense. But, yeah. but I see what he's saying. It's like it's almost like it was a, a hardcore sort of rap type of. You know what I mean? Like basically, yeah, saying exactly. You, and he toned it down. Like, yeah, he extreme. just used very st- slick words to say something that if it was like easy. The niggas dick under the bleach, <laughs> you know, spitting out the nut in the mouth. You know. <laughs> so he very. That's what I. And oh that's my what, god, that is so genius! I think that probably yeah, that is. And that's what I. That's the same thing I thought about. I know, never like, looked oh, at it in that context. <laughs> I never looked at it in that context. But that's the beauty of Prince. Like he could say that stuff. He could do shit and yeah, say he, it so yeah. he's so slick with yeah. it. Yeah. He'd be like, "What did you just say to me?" <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't cuss at you now. I just, you know, you got a very <laughs> slick tongue, man. Pause. Um, but Jesse, go ahead. Okay, so yeah, just I love this song. I was like you all said, this is one of my favorites on the album. Immediately, I mean, the harmony, the way it harmonizes, it it's just class. It's class. And so, but just going on the lyrics, it's amazing how. It's so explicit. This is probably one of his darkest, coldest songs in a way, but it's masqueraded by all of these, you know, pop percussions. And you're not even able to really 
pay attention to the lyrics. Although when you hear him saying stuff, he's like, what? Because he's saying a lot of stuff with just explicitly. Asking you every other sentence if them titties are real. Yeah. One tramp even had the nerve to touch him as if he was <laughs> on the field. You know, it's like, if and like you just said, if you take that in any other context, if this was wrapped, it would make sense. You'd be like, yeah, you know, it's hype, it's hype. But with right. this, he made it so mellow, which is, <laughs> it's really cool. So, I mean, this... It's one of my favorites on the album, and I have to say, I remember I talked to Kirk Johnson because he's credited on the uh, on this album a lot, especially mm-hmm. on this track with the uh, drum programming. So when Prince did things with Kirk, and this is the result, I don't mind, you know, because this kind of you know it merges together, it blends well. And I, I mentioned to Kirk, you remember that time you did Shuba Do? He's like, man, I don't even remember I did that song. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, we did so much stuff. Like he always paid uh, shows attention how. We listen to him and we think, oh, my goodness, you know, this is good. Yeah. And he's like, we're always recording. I don't even half the stuff that's released ain't even what we did, you know. So, wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah, they putting in work. Putting in work. Kirk, this is, this is deserves a lot of credit. Yeah. Yeah, you know, in, in some ways, and we can maybe speak on this later, this album was sort of, was this album more of a, artificial of age at that time yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i would say i would oh, say yeah. that i would say that <laughs> I see i i would like to have a discussion on that because i think a lot of people forget that but he yeah there were times he had people around kirk was one of them at the time he mm-hmm. did a lot of stuff emancipation too mm-hmm. yeah yeah all right uh next up things might get a little shaky here possibly oh actually <laughs> let me uh let me do this but yeah so push it up uh <laughs> here, here, here we go. And this, you know, if I compare, this is a little get into um, what's the rock? What's it, the funk? Funk and roll. Funk and roll. Oh, of, of the time, maybe, maybe. Yeah, possibly. yeah, I get you know, that. Um, get so you. this song features Dougie, Dougie Fresh, uh, which is my man. Hey, if you gonna go get a rapper, get the the most inter- you know, the most entertaining rapper in the game, in my opinion, at that time. Uh, Dougie, but you know the song starts off, push it up, and at that time that was kind of played out a little bit. <laughs> but you know, this is all I'm gonna let you guys speak on it. I'll say this: at this point now, after hearing it so many years, I don't skip this song, and I'm in my car, push, push it up, <laughs> come on, yo. you know, I, hey, I'm all in. They didn't got me to wore my defenses down. <laughs> Break it on down, you know. Who want to know who's ready to show me? You know, you know all of it. I, I like because I always in the back of my head, I, I think oh, about man. how it could have been enough. Who want to know? <laughs> and you would have been like, show me. Can, no, no, no. Can, I, can, I, can I just ask this question? What if TC Ellis was on this? Uh, oh, man. Well, first of all, shout out to TC Ellis. I'm not shout out to TC, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, everybody. <laughs> See, I'm just clowning. That brother was, I'd, I'd, I'd be the first one rapping it too if I had to. If I was on yeah. But, but anyway, I, uh, Jesse, what do you think of Push Up? Push It Up. Push It Up is one of my favorites. I really like Dougie's break beatboxing in here. If he, he does a little beatbox solo and it's real cool to listen to. Uh, the lyrics, I mean, the fact that him and Dougie raps together and they come in and they're just like, Hotter than a new Acura, more legend. You know, that whole thing right, that right. is really cool. And so I really enjoy how the, the ending breakdown when he just go push it up, push it up. And how he gets the breakdown and it just goes push it up. 
<laughs> you know, it's like, oh man, it, yeah, it's good. I really like the the arrangement, vocal arrangement on this song is, is dope, and the rap. So, all yeah. right, we got a uh, we got another guest has joined us, uh, Mr. Brother Saheed. How are you, sir? You there? Chilling, man. What's up? Yeah, welcome, up, sir. Man? Welcome, What's welcome. We, we're in the midst of reviewing Push It Up. So you uh, oh, jumped God. in here. Yeah, it's going down, man. We're pushing it. Right oh, now, we're currently pushing it up. <laughs> so, you know, do you have any thoughts on the song Push It Up? Oh, uh, yeah. It scared the shit out of me when I first heard it. <laughs> <laughs> like Prince and Dougie Fresh? What the hell? Or... Uh, yeah, kind of got no other comments for that one. I just like drop, do my Randy Watson. Like I just dropped the mic and exit stage. Well, all right, all right. Uh, we, we we respect that, uh, Brandon. What do you think you of the song? What? You know what? I think that this is a feel good party funk jam, and it takes a lot from um, Jam of the Year. I notice um, it takes oh, a lot right. from that. A lot, a, a lot. Um, That's the problem I have with, with yeah, I get what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's nothing really much to the lyrics of this song except, you know, just have a good time. You know, you're at a party or a concert and you're just pumping it up. You know, I wouldn't, you know. Um, I love the sense work and the keyboards and, of course, the drum programming. Um, Dougie, Fe- um, Dougie Fresh's uh, presence on this this song is crazy. I like, you know, surprisingly. But I wouldn't, like Mike, I wouldn't, play this in a car out loud you know, you know with my windows down and you know no it's very dated um marva Keen's vocal it's just very i, I like her uh shaka is supposed to be on this song as well but i really don't hear her because she's mixed so low um yeah i don't hear her. I know she yeah, is. I don't. Yeah, she is on this. Um, you know, it's a typical Prince move, but it's a very funky joint. I like uh, push it up at the end. You know, when his voice, you know, goes up, you know, an octave higher each time. But I, I, you know, if I were to rate this joint, I would rate it a four point one out of five. It's one of my favorites. Oh wow! All right, yeah. holding it down. Push it up. Push it up. <laughs> Two thousand fifteen. Yeah, that would be like if they did now. What it would be? What's what are the little dances they got? Do the nay nay or something like that. I know. That, I, 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 I'd be right outside paper. Park, you know? <laughs> just holding the sign and, and just said, stop. Stop. Do the nay nay. All right. Crazy. The next song is Freaks on This Side. And before somebody sh- sh- uh, tears us to shreds, yeah. Let me say something. <laughs> I was rocking with this song from day one. I love it, man. I, I was like, and then it bam. It's too bad for you, Mike. Right, brother. See, I was like, this is a monster jam, man. What are you guys talking? I was like, again, I was mad again. Like, how come this ain't? I need to hear this live. I want to see the live performance. This, no, yeah, no. but this, this is a this burns the this a burn down the place down. From man. this chant is the chant and the horns, but everything oh, else man. is like I love it, man. Freaks on this, uh. <laughs> but anyway, that's me. I stand by myself. Uh, uh, Brother Saheed, Joshua, what, what do you think about this? Uh, 
I guess I could somewhat agree with your sentiment for this song. Never dug it that much, but yeah, the chant was kind of yeah. I, I'll be honest, I had my moment when I when I, I sang the chant too. I can't be here. <laughs> it was all right. It had its moments. Right, right. All right, uh, Brandon. Yeah, uh, one word: the horns. That's to me the horn work all over this song is oh, yeah. bananas. Bananas. Um, it's another party funk jam in, in the vein of uh, Push It Up, but it's more laid back. Um, for me, the whole Freaks on This Side chant, I, I you know, it kind of grates my nerves after a while. I'm curious, mixed. why does it? Why, why do these people feel that way about it? I guess because it's mixed so high. It's so it's high, like, man. It's loud. And it kind of drowns out the <laughs> instrumentation. I mean, I, I feel the exactly. energy, but it's like it's used to repetitive. You know, it's it's like too repetitive to me. It's like, okay. Freaks on this side. Yeah. Freaks on, on this, this side. side. It's like, like it's Lord. hammering. It's like it's for hammering. the Lord, man. It's a spiritual thing, you know. Just, you know, pray. <laughs> this is the funkiest church jam. <laughs> See how Negroes want to bring God into yeah, life. Exactly. That's what I get from it. And this, they, don't they reference this song on Larry's album? You do. Yeah. It's, it's played on one of the, uh, you know, the little interludes with his daughter or something. She's supposed to be going out or something. And they're like, and this song is playing. Anyway, I'm going too deep. Uh, go ahead, finish some time, Barbara. But uh, but for me, you know, overall, it's a filler track, but it's it's decent filler. So if I were to rate this, okay, honestly, I'm gonna get us a two point nine out of five. Yeah. A little sense. low. You got that up there with the flow. It's, 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 <laughs> contradiction, my prediction. Uh, right to the FLOW. <laughs> See, I actually like that song, but oh. okay. Here's my thing. Freaks on this side. It manages. I, the horns are undeniable. You can't. You can't say the horns aren't on point. I love the horns. They sound amazing. But my problem with songs like this, and even now from the Gold Experience, although I do dig now and I can get with now because it's less active. But freaks on this song just feels too. Overproduced. It's too chanty. You know, it doesn't. And it and it and it manages. I don't. I feel like these songs were meant to be performed live. And a lot of times he manages to record songs that are just live jams. And it kind of sounds too much. Like you gotta, it gotta be. You have to be in the mood to listen to it. Um, I rather this live, obviously. And I and I do like the chant. He's been saying freaks on this side since '94. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he had to make it as a song, it, you know, it's just like, all right, Prince. <laughs> <laughs> I can see what you're saying on that. <laughs> well, I don't know. There's something about it. It just. I, I like that kind of shit, but congratulations. And the water you drown, or apparently also yeah. the, the whole thing is from Face Down when he, um, I heard this from a friend, like he did Face Down right before he did Freaks on This Side. Well, Face Freaks on This Side was a chant in Face Down, and he managed to take that from one of the shows and make it into this song. So um, All right. that's just a tad bit of information. All righty. We'll move on to the next one, which yeah. is... Come on. Oh. And, I, and let, me, let me say this at the top and let you guys speak on it more in depth. When, when this first came on, though, when it first came out, I wasn't really feeling this. What? I, I thought it was, <laughs> I thought man, it was like mad about? simple because I was, I was just like, man, he done did this back in Dirty Mind. <laughs> and there's nothing else going on with it. That's how I just initially felt. Okay. Right. 
Now I come to see like Mike, it's simplicity is the dopeness and there's a lot of stuff going on here, but just based off of the other stuff that was going on in the album, I wasn't ready for the more, uh, what they call it? Minimalist mm-hmm. production. Uh, yeah, it just kind of blew me away. I was like, oh, oh, but yeah, this is a monster. Um, Jesse, we'll start with you. Come on is one of my favorites. Actually, <laughs> it's probably hype. It's it's bigger than uh, Shubedu in a sense. Well, I listen to them equally, but this one is a jam. I love the way he did this on Jay Leno. That's where it really shines. When yeah. he's on the blue guitar and he he's he, the riff is on the guitar. It's it's funky. It's funky shit. And and then you got Kathleen and they all sound really good. The the lyrics are good. It's quirky. It's whimsical. It's that whole you know come on. It's smooth. You know. And then a the video is funny. I think he put a lot of work on. He really wanted to kind of pumped this up with the music video and everything. Um, but this is one of my favorites. Anytime I, I, he should be doing this stuff on the sampler set, at least just to hear that riff, you know, I think it's, it has one of the most established riffs and, um, it's one of my favorites. Everyone sounds good. The, the, the guitar, how mellow it is, bluesy, you know, Mike Scott, Mr. Hayes. Yeah. It's cool. It's good stuff. All right. Uh, Joshua. Man, this is one of my favorites next to like the first ten seconds of Mad Sex and Shooby Doo. <laughs> like it's war between Shooby Doo and, and Come On, literally. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how, how do you deny that just like the minimalist approach, man? The video was just stupid. That's why you love it so much. <laughs> I mean, like remember Kenan and Kel when they did the two old ass men? Like yeah. he looked like. Like their light skinned bastard father. That's what he looks like. Italian. Playing the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> but it was good. Yeah. And it and it and it grooves. Like you just turn it on and it grooves. So that's just one of those timeless classics to me. I put it on right now and it will still feel the same. So ain't ain't no arguments with this song. It's just that joint. And live it kicks ass. <laughs> yes. <sir. laughs> Right. And the rap too. The rap he the rap is cool when he did for Jay Leno. Like it actually, you know, it's that kind of cheesy thing, but it, it has flow to it. You so, heard a rap? I, I didn't hear a rap. You didn't hear a rap? No, I, I didn't catch that portion. Oh man, I'll send it to you. <laughs> I mean, that, the thing is, you gotta. He he talks about. Yeah, he, he says a lot of he says a lot of good things. The the millennium here is here at last. Knowledge is truth when love is past. He's talking a lot of godly lyrics and stuff, but it's really cool. Yeah, I think there's a it was a remix to this too, right? Which you yeah, and the like acapella the version. Yeah. yeah, it was acapella late night mix. light the late night mix late night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was this was a banger. Uh, Brandon, what's your thought? Uh, very quickly, uh, just a magnum opus of this album, hands down. Um, I think this was the album's first and only commercial single, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Um, this is a great combination of what he set out to do with this album to me, which was to borrow from past soul and funk influences and, you know, stay afloat with the current. So, you know, to me, it's a it's a perfect you know, combination of that. Um, I love the the drum and bass layering. I think that's that's what makes it funky. The keyboard work just adds another touch to it. Um, Camille, the way he right. uses yeah, Camille, Camille influences, yeah. but he does it like in a deeper tone. Um, you know, I I, I I I love the song lyrically. He takes you know, for me lyrically, he takes more of a Mac approach. 
you know, telling his lady all of the things he'll do for her, but in reality, he really just <laughs> wants to get her in bed. So I thought that was kind of, you know, okay. <laughs> you know, kind of humorous. Um, Shaka's, you know, Shaka uh, Khan's background vocal work is just crazy. I, I love it. Um, it just adds to the funk, you know, easily five out of five to me. <clears throat> yeah, and, and got to bring up too. We talked about the, the Jay Leno, also that performance on the Beautiful Strange. Uh, I, I, mm-hmm. I think it's the same part where they had that concert at the end, yeah, in the UK. That yeah. version they do live, yeah, yeah that version to, is yeah. nasty. <laughs> yeah, nasty. <laughs> the, the Mike Scott and them funky black people in the plate, and they just going <laughs> crazy. I'm like, damn, man, yeah, ridiculous, ridiculous. <laughs> yes, sir, ridiculous. Yeah. Yo, Mike, if it's cool, I actually have someone physically that wants to give a cosign, man. One of my closest friends. Uh, Go ahead. Brandon wants to share his thoughts real quick, man. Mr. Brandon, go ahead. Welcome. What it is, Mr. Michael Dean. How you doing, Macaroni? I'm good, sir. Uh, um, well, come on. Um, that is like the funkiest track on the whole album, even the live version, even the multi-live versions. And, you know, we've all heard outtakes and everything, but... You know, it, it reminds me of um, just Prince keeping it simple, man. Mm-hmm. You got to think about it. We got simple Prince and complicated Prince. And sometimes simple Prince is complicated. So, you know, <laughs> listening, it's the truth, man. I mean, but listening to that song, Come On, you know, you know, it, it puts me, it's like it's a slowed down version of controversy in a way because it's in the same key. But, um just listening to it, man, it hits hard, man, because when I first heard it, I was like, what the hell is this? And all of a sudden, I see uh, his, you know, love symbol flash across the screen. I was like, I'll be damned. And, you know, <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> you know, it's funky. No, because, I mean, you got to think about it, man. You know, it's like, you know, when Prince is, you know, doing something new, you really have to just, you know, sit back and wait for it because his direction of new it's like, you know, a fresh pair of drawers out of a Walmart bag. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, you got to you got to be able to, you know, just take it for what it is. But honestly, that song uh, and the one, you know, those are my two favorite tracks on the whole album, because, uh, you know, that's like that gut bucket funk, man. It kind of reminds me not in the same realm, but like uh, listening to um possessed from the Syracuse show mm-hmm, okay. Everything, you know you know it's just that that kind of funk man and honestly you know I, I really think that you know that is one of his most standout tracks that the public has slept on you know you know everybody wants to talk about the period of Prince from purple blah 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 but I'm like if you really are into his music the dude just keeps getting funkier and funkier and funky and funkier but then again you know we're dealing with people who only dig the image instead of digging, you know, the, right, you know, right. yeah, the yeah, yeah. you know, but, um, yeah, that, that, that's a funky track. My grandmother even likes that song. Oh, that's what's <laughs> There you go. Uh, so yeah, there we go. That's, so, uh, let's go jump right into the next one. As you brought up the one, this was the, uh, you know, this was that ballad that was going to shut it down, which I think he did. I, I wasn't expecting him to come with another, you know, super slow jam kind of deal. Mm-hmm. But this was that classic Prince where I was like, okay, he up here testifying. He up there macking. He, he's really <laughs> spitting at these ladies hard. You know, uh, he's really putting it up there where, damn, is that what we got to do? Like, you know, if you're looking for a man that can 
man, tell him where, man. You know, I was like, <laughs> I mean, you know, I could see yeah. him on stage, you know, doing it, you know what I'm saying, and really breaking it down and stuff. And I'm like, man, this cat, he still got it, man. That song is a is a is one of yeah. his top joints, in my opinion. Top the joints, one, top uh, joints. He does his thing. Jesse, what do you think? I think, like he said, when he uh, was ha- when he had an interview with Tavis Smiley, he was like, "The one is up there with the door." <laughs> you know, he even know. I think he knew when he did this song that it would be a powerful ballad. Um, it manages to sound fresh every time I listen to it. He got Rhonda on bass, you oh, know, and yeah. Rhonda she just she just blends in so well. The 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 riff and the tone is just so humble and it's beautiful. And Prince's vocals just stretch. And I love how he's been doing it uh, recently, kind of merging it in with the question of you. Mm. That it's like <laughs> he makes it a completely different concept. But um, yeah, anytime I hear this song, I'm always in a good place. Uh, his vocals, just the approach, the video, you know, it's it's a really it's a really cool song. It's one of his top ballads for sure. Yeah, Mr. Brandon. Yes, yeah, uh, like Jesse and uh, Mike said, I mean, this is another defining moment on this album. Um, I, I, you know, I, I just love when he he takes us deeper beyond the car, you know, uh, sex and materialism. And he really is talking about strong commitment and strong affections of love. That's what I I love about it. Um, you know, I love the lushness, the beauty of the song, you know, um, Claire Fisher's uh, Claire Fish's Fisher Fisher's um, string work is just mm-hmm. amazing on this song. Um, Rhonda, the bass, you know, without a question, great, just a great work. Um, the the drum sequencing just adds to the song as well. I love his vocal work on this song. You know, like Mike yeah. said when he goes. Nah, 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 nah. Like, just, 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 you know, all of that, the intensity of it, it's just, you, you, I mean, you really feel it. So, you know what? Yeah, his Again, vocals on top. Not you know, the coldest part, he said, oh, he said, standing right here. Right, right here. here. Right oh, here. I can see no, him on stage. I am the yeah. one. Yeah. That last <laughs> one is like, oh, oh yeah. it's so like. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it, like he he yeah. was. It, 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 it makes me think of uh, Purple Rain when he was doing uh, the Beautiful Ones. Oh, yeah. that moment yeah. when you know this is it's, it's iconic. I could see I could see this that same way. I was just like, man, I could see him on stage doing this. It was mm-hmm. this is that R and B soul singer that he can do very well. You know what I'm saying? Like very commanding and it, it, ah, it was just dope, man. Yeah, yeah. I think when he did this uh, during the musicology tour and he, like Jesse said, when he did it uh, with the question of you, I believe, mm-hmm. and it was like I was I was blown away. I was just blown away. So if I could rate this, I would get this easily a five out of five. Yeah. Masterpiece. Mr. Jesse. I mean, excuse me, Mr. Joshua. Sorry. That goddamn bass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rhonda. I think a lot of time, and I'm gonna just say this real quick so I can get it out of my system. <laughs> Somebody probably already know where I'm going with with, with this. Uh, a lot of times when Rhonda Smith is on bass, we forget it because she's just too damn fine for words. But <laughs> will bust your ass yeah. like she yeah. got so many skill and fretless bass is not as easy as it looks. You need to really be mastered to get that instrument down. 
and even he gave her props on the talk show interview when 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 he was promoting this yeah. album. She yeah. did absolutely wonderful. And the whole sentiment, the whole atmosphere of this song is just absolutely gorgeous. It's beautiful. And when he does it live, that musicology performance was outstanding. It's just it's just an awesome song all the way around the writing. In Baltimore too. Yeah. yeah. Yep, that I remember crazy. that. And, and and the video was great too, man. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. it's an awesome song, man. He did it again. He he really he really did it. And the beautiful ones, it it, it I could see how it, how it would send somebody back to that man because he he always said Prince was like just a really drunk ass, overly drunk Smokey Robinson. <laughs> just like if Smokey was on stage. And like fucking House of Blues, Hilarious. and he's just holding a, a glass of whiskey that's down to his like <laughs> last. I've never heard that's that. Hysterical. Seven Smokey with like, with, like in the Tropical Island album thing, oh, just like really just sloppy, pissy drunk. That and you just start but screaming really like kid. that, and ah, yeah, I can see what you're saying. Just miraculously stealing key. Just that's to see. <laughs> like just miraculously in key, that, but still drunk as hell. Smokey Robinson, that is Prince. Shout out to Smokey, dude. Yes. I never heard that example though. That's, That's a good one. That's Sober good Smokey. One. Shout out to Sober Smokey. And this is, <laughs> this, yo, know, he he did it with this one, man. You you know when he puts his mind and his in his heart on a on a on a ballad because we all know how mastered this dude is with the pen. He's going mm-hmm. he's going to deliver, man. So the one, yes. Yeah, this yeah. is poetry. poetry. Pure poetry, man. All right. So now, oh, we, we've talked about the live performances. All right. So let's let's move on. Uh, things oh, get a little okay. get, oh, get a little funny here again. Literally. <laughs> literally. 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 <laughs> uh, the next one is called "I Like Funky Music." Uh, uh, <laughs> go ahead, Joshua. Go, go ahead, man. Yeah. Go ahead. I like funky music. I do, just not this shit. Damn. Yeah. Oh wow. I like funky music. You know what, man? Ugh. What What did he say on stage with the revolution? Uh, confusion. Confusion. That, that's what this is, man. I it, I can't make up my mind about this song. It's like, which one is the fat girl? Uh. I just don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, I I I, I might have to just walk out just <laughs> wow. and chill and just observe you all's ideas and opinions on this. I, I can't make my mind up for the life of me. How long have I had this album? Three years? <laughs> I still don't. Okay, so <laughs> let me say this. It's kind of like the song I said earlier, Push It Up. Initially, I was kind of like, eh. First, first thing I was saying is I've heard a lot of these. It, it sounds so similar. Yeah, similar. Yeah, right? yeah. A lot of, you're pulling from a lot of different things. But I have to admit, there is a part of me that, as though I don't want to give into it, I can't help but get yes. pulled into it because, you know, the little guitar <laughs> stuff he's doing, which kind of reminds me of, like, Erotic City. And then, yeah, the chicken scratch. It, it, you uh, know. 
yeah, you know, and it gets kicking in. And I have to even say, when my man Dougie comes on there, oh, oh, uh huh, uh huh, <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it, they got me kind of moving to this, <laughs> you know. And then, <laughs> so I can't yeah. help but it, it's it's really it's kind of like I could see somebody who was not Prince who wanted to do sort of a Prince tribute, yeah, and did it very very well. Yeah, this is what this song would sound like if if this was Andre Three Thousand. Oh well, and he oh, did I can, this. Yeah, I can hear it. Yeah, well, and you would yeah, be yeah. like, oh, yeah, cool. a he's, he's got that sound. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But it's Prince. And you, so you're kind of like, eh. <laughs> so I don't hate yeah. this. It's just that it's almost like an imitation of Prince. But, it's, you, know, you know what I mean? It's like he's kind of imitating himself or something. That's my Isn't take. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah, he, he's Did done that right? again a couple of times. But, yeah, he's done that many times. Uh, but, yeah, that's well, what it kind of reminded me of. Go ahead, Jesse. It's like... Uh, Okay, well, my review on this song, I'm kind of like Brother Saeed in a sense. I kind of, I don't get it. It's like, you like, (laughs) I get it because it's like, what I don't get about it is that we know you like funky music. Why you got to make a song saying you like funky music? Yeah. You know, especially the same, the fact that it's, it just sounds cheesy for me. When I listen to it, it doesn't sound like it, um. It just the yeah the, the the riff is contagious sometimes dun, 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 dun. you know it sounds like a it sounds like a, a merge of all of the different funk stabs he's done. Uh, like it yeah. sounds a bit of like you hear the um what you call it like the Dream Factory and it or the what he did with Sheila E. Dun, 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 mm-hmm. dun, dun, dun. No, just kind of like he's he's took he's taken from all of his past sounds and kind of merged it and made this. But I never I I, I don't ever listen to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As a bit, I don't, I don't, I mean, sometimes the riff gets in my head, but I'm never, but I, I'd rather listen to the cover of, ah, you know, you know, the cover that he always does. Um, I'd rather listen to that than the one on the album. So. All right, Mr. Brandon. Yeah, uh, I echo the same sentiments as you go. Um, very much a filler cut, but I think it's okay. I, I, you know, I like the horn. I like the uh, keyboards that, you know, the bass when it comes in, uh, the, you know. Um, but for me, this reminds me of a lot of that early cheesy ass disco sound that was coming out like around the early to mid 70s. Right. And I don't know what it is. Like, it just sounds so cheesy to the point where I'm like, I am just, okay, it's time for me to take out this album or skip to the next cut, you know, because it's like, I'm kind of tired of this sound. It's so plastic and cheesy all at once. So, I mean, it's a filler cut, but I won't, you know, I, I can't deny it. You know, it has some cool elements to it. So, you know, if I were to rate this, I'm going to give it a 1.9 out of 5. <laughs> mm. well, Damn, know, this was like push in the push. Yeah. But it's, in, in terms of what we've heard, though, so far in this album, to have like one song, maybe two songs. Yeah, that really just pop, yeah. yeah. It, it, that ain't you know that's nothing. It ain't nothing. No, it ain't nothing. It ain't nothing. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But we, to think that he accidentally, I mean, if you didn't skip like thirty, 30 God knows how many silent tracks, <laughs> you would know that that was the end of the album. That yeah, goes exactly. to the next one. Very hip hop of him. Yes. Yeah. So let's 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 skip those thirty some odd <laughs> tracks of silence <laughs> and get to the last song. Uh, yeah. Wasted kisses. My shit. Uh, well, go ahead. You My start on that. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, I love everything about this song. 
it's it's like his one solid like good '90s song, like '90s R&B groove that could be played on contemporary radio. If you don't know the fact that he kills a bitch at the end of the song, and you hear the gunshots and the sirens and everything, like oh, so wait, that's the you take it as that? You think he killed killed her? <laughs> yeah, he killed her. You listen to the song, like he literally just like murdered somebody. Wow. Like uh, I've never I've never let me let's, let me read yeah, these lyrics. Hold on. Like if you read the lyrics he's saying like I should have left you tied to the bed with the birthday <laughs> stockings and shit. Why'd I waste my kisses on you, bitch? And then just <laughs> shots her, he shoots her, and you hear the ambulance. Ambulance, yeah. And then like the the, the Now uh, you know this could be a very dramatic way of saying something mysteriously metaphorical with Prince. <laughs> you, know what, you know what I, I think about this? This is like the totally X-rated, bloody, g- gory version of shit damn motherfucker. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Instead of saying why, why uh, why am I wearing hands? Kelps? He's like, I'm going to tell you why through the song. Sirens <laughs> and the heartbeat going and everything. And you yeah. hear somebody screaming in the background. like, And he's singing so calmly. Why do I waste my <laughs> I never took it like that, but it makes perfect yeah, sense when you break it like that. I can see this nigga doing a video. He, he'd be the Joker. You know, he'd be he, he, how he's dressed with the well, you know was. both sides, like in the bad right. dance. And I could see him just being, like you said, very calm how he's saying it and choking the shit out of something. You know what I mean? It is, now the song brings on a whole other life to me. I, it's yeah. amazing. <laughs> it's a really sick, twisted form of psychosis. So, like, imagine, like Lil Sweet from the Diet Dr Pepper. No, but that's what's Just funny kills. is that that's how all of like a lot of those like we talked about Shubay do. That's dark too. Yeah, yeah, it is. Really, so it's, it's, it's yeah. Well, I never really considered the fact that he layered so much, you know, <laughs> drama. I guess. But it's, and it's talked about her mother too, like in the song. He talked about her mom, like, and your mama's a hoe too, like, damn, Prince, like, what? <laughs> like she just, like she just cheated on, like Negroes get cheated on every day. But Prince, he can't take that. He's got to dedicate a whole murderous song, as a, and call it a hidden track. After damn near forty silent. He didn't mention his mom on this track. On no mom, no uh, woman on this track, did he? I look at the yeah, small yeah, talk room yeah, where yeah, I let yeah. you smother in front yeah, of your gut tone other. I thought you said other. I never heard mother. Yeah, yeah, the part when he talks about the cheap uh, perfume all over those burgundy stockings, the ones I tied you up with, I should have just left right. them there. Yeah, that, that line is definitely directed to you-know-who. I think that's directed to Maite. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I know that that has to be directed to her because, you know, it was... Their marriage and their pregnancy was so scripted to the point it was like, you know, they got married on Valentine's Day. Right. That night they conceived. Nine months later they had a baby. So it was kind of like, okay, okay. So, uh, you know, now that brother Saeed, you know, brought it out, I, I was kind of like, okay. I can kind of right. see how this is directed to her in a way. And I, I have a very <laughs> cynical, dark skinned, melanated woman in the bathroom who, who, who yeah. was really excited that it was a light skinned chick that got mm-hmm. dissed. Damn. Right. <laughs> I even broke it down. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, I don't know. It's crazy. 
I'm sitting here looking at the lyrics now because I never really. It's like with a lot of stuff Prince said. I don't understand what the hell he's saying, so I just be like, saying, and this is that's this bad on me because I don't know what I be saying, but I just go along. Yeah, said, and I just make the sounds, and I'm not because it's a small dark room. Yeah. That's where I let you smother, right in front of your gut toned other. Why oh my I, God! I just read that. Through yeah. Why things. should I care? <laughs> Cheap perfume all over those burgundy stockings. The ones I tied you up. Yeah, I should have just left them. Should have just left them there. Because well, I mean, well, here's the thing. Here's here, let me just say this real quick, real quick, real quick, real interjection. I realize that art. This is art. This is like looking at a piece of painting by Salvador Dali that you see blood coming out of. You know, it's a dramatic way. Of saying something else. That's how I take it. So I'm not going. I don't use. I take things literally, but I tend to realize that a lot of things are symbolic. So it's dark. I'm not denying the, the darkness and the the ugliness of it, but I think it's intended to be dramatic. It's a, yeah, well, you know, a, Prince, man, he's like I said earlier, he got such a slick. Yeah, he's slick. He is and really he's very yeah. smart and you know, simple. Never, you know, sometimes can be mean spirited, but it's masked in a lot of different stuff. I never, but y'all really showed me the goddamn. <laughs> I mean, in the in the in the line where he says "overdue," that's how I describe the hour, the minute, the moment that I first laid eyes on you. I like I kind of can imagine that's about him, how he sees his the baby, in a way. Like yeah. you know, think about how much Prince must have wanted kids, and think of you know how agon. I, Agonize it. It must have been for him to wait like nine months right. for this moment, and then you know for him to like lay you know eyes on mm-hmm. his own child for the first time, and then it goes into. I guess I knew that sooner or later this power would manifest itself into a, a rendezvous. It's like, man, this is this is crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. You got some deep lyrics. That's why you can't really just be covering his shit. You don't know what it's yeah, about. Yeah, I know. You don't know what the hell he's talking about. This is like, this song lyrically to me is like if Eddie Murphy on SNL doing I Want to Be a Hoe in ballad form <laughs> or Samuel L. Jackson just doing a real hardcore like live stream set marriage session on how to be good to your woman, but he was the character from Pulp Fiction. This is that song just real. Small dark room is where I let you smother. Motherfucker, yeah. It's so true, though. It's like, it's a clever, that's what makes him genius because he had, that's why he even put it as the last song. You have to skip through some silences to get to this shit. Now that makes a lot of sense why it's like that because. This shit could have been controversial. I'm like, whoa, what is? Oh yeah, a lot of. But that's what I'm noticing. He says a lot of stuff like that, but he's very careful in how he presents it. And yeah. then people don't even pay attention to it because, like, oh my god, it's Prince. They're not even listening. Like me, like my dumb ass. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just singing along. You gotta look. <laughs> I'm yeah. still saying it because it's, it's <laughs> Oh, no, I ain't stopping. Now I, now I can be saying it from other situations and mean a whole lot different than watch yeah. yourself. Why, why you play this all the time? Girl, <laughs> this is a warning. Oh, wow. <laughs> the messages. You're crazy, dude. Yeah. the messages. All right. Uh, yeah, waste the ki- did, did everyone get to go on this one? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. All, right. all right. So at this point, I just kind of want to get some overall opinions on the album itself where do you think it 
you know places itself you know in the catalog or the history again this album i remember when it first came out you know on the org and the play, people were going in on this record man they said it was corny and yeah. you know, it's the r&b blah 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 and i just feel like there's maybe a certain prince fans or whatever that probably weren't into r&b anyway yeah, so if this is exactly. R&B sort of rooted album, they wouldn't listen to this type of stuff regardless. So I can understand possibly from their point of view. To me at the time, it was um, right in there with, like I said, Davina. You know, R. Kelly was still banging it down at this point. You know, R&B had a really good place <laughs> at that point in terms of, you know, 90s, late 90s or whatever. And, and Prince was trying to jump right in there with him, but he did it his, in his style. Yeah. Uh, so I wasn't mad at it. I... I me personally, my overall take on this album, uh, I still play this album heavy. Uh, this is the of a few albums that I carry in my car. This is one of them. Uh, I still bump this record. Uh, you know, should be due. It's a joint to me. Wasted kisses. Um, the the new power soul. When you love somebody, uh, I mean, there's a lot of burners on this album. Uh, so I I love this album. I have no problem with it. Yes, there's a couple of. Uh, uh, I like funky music and push it up, but in terms of what had, you had already been through with Prince at this time, you know, you went through Diamonds and Pearls, you know, the Symbol album, Emancipation, blah blah blah. This was a nice return. It's like, you know what? I can jam this. I can literally let most of this just play and be all into it. So I, I have no problem with this album whatsoever. One of his better albums, in my opinion, personally. Uh, Brandon, what's your take, overall take? Yeah, uh, uh, New Power Soul, for me, it found Prince in a very interesting space, right? You know, given the fact that it dropped in an era where, you know, black popular music was going through all of those shifts. Um, you know, when you look back in 97, 98, you know, you saw this increased popularity in hip-hop soul where it was fashionable for producers to rely on, you know, vintage soul samples and manufactured beats and and they blended those sensibilities with hip-hop so you know you have a guy like prince who you know is now recognized as a legend amongst his peers and but he's beginning to be seen as like a relic you know from soul music's past you know who you know lost his distinctive touch um you know for me this album is very much largely rooted in the tradition of soul and funk music you know where i think prince presented himself as a vital r&b craftsman um borrowing largely from the past while existing in soul music's presence um you know he does um you know he relies on his trademark moves a lot you know the witty lyrics the overdub instrumentation and vocals the layered you know synthesizers and drums but he's, you know, he's footing himself in a in an expansive, unconstrained, and contemporary soul and funk atmosphere. And and also, what's so interesting about this is this is one of his last racy oriented works. You know, where you know he goes into tales of carnality and monogamy. You got um, exhibitionism in it. You know, it's right at the helm of it. And you know, there's also mention of uh, loss and departure with pleas about commitment and love, which is, is, is great. Um, for me, musically, I don't feel like there's any new brown ground that was broken on this album. You know, there's, there was no earth-shattering, you know, territory unleashed. You know, it was just, 
you know, Prince and his crew funking for fun, like George Clinton and his crew used to do back in the day. Um, of course, you know, critics and public, you know, they saw this very, you know, they didn't know what to think of it. They were very indifferent about it. You know, maybe it was because, um, you know, they felt like, okay, well, Prince is not creating the blueprint anymore. He's just following his mm-hmm. own path. Or, yeah. you know, maybe it was about, you know, okay, well, this is a very unapologetic, you know, rooting in the tradition of true black music from the past that, you know, maybe maybe this doesn't fit the Hot 100 or the TRL standards. Or it could have been also Prince's infatuation with embracing um, the mainstream and unconventional confinements of popular mm-hmm. music, too. So, I, you know, I look at, sadly, you know, New Power Soul, very lastly, I, I think it's sad that this will go down in history as one of his more divisive works, you know, where, you know, people will say, well, this was released during, an, you know, in an era where his influence was largely felt, yet, you know, his footing in the contemporary uh, in contemporary music was unclear. But I think if you listen to this, if, if, you know, anyone just listens to this, if you're, you know, listen to this podcast and you really listen to this again and really listen closely, look, you know, listen to the horns and listen to all the instrumentation, I think they will look at this as a unique exploration at, you know, Prince's position as one of the most imaginative and distinctive funk and soul survivors of the past, of the quarter of the century. And, you know, he's just balancing the past with the, with the present you know, while just trying to stay afloat. So I, I think this is a, a good album. Yeah, and I, and I don't have it in front of me, but the next album he puts out, is it Rainbow Children? Mm-hmm. It's uh, Rave. 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 Oh, Rave. Yeah, Can't yeah. be skipping Rave, man. Well, <laughs> anyway. It's mainstream, you know? So, yeah, that's you know, that didn't, even go, that didn't even go well with him, so. All right, Jesse. You... Um, that was an excellent review, Brandon. <laughs> you reviewed that really well. But um, I think... um that this is an album that reminds me of, I mean, Prince is a storyteller, you know, and during this time, he was going through a lot of changes. You know, emancipation was supposed to be huge, and with the onslaught of personal things, you know, it it really became something else. The fact that he did this right after emancipation, you know, like, that was a crazy year. He's been so busy and active. So for this to come out and the result being such a a dark because in so many ways it's a dark album for me like it's a it's it's funky but it's 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 a lot of bottom um and it, it tells a personal you know scenario and just a lot of a lot of things that are exposed in this album so i really enjoy it i think overall it's one of my favorite albums uh learning its place and it's it shares similarities even though i'm not you know i'm not saying it's the same thing but it really reminds me in a sense of uh just this era now artificial age you know and just kind of what he's doing right now with third eye girl and a sense you know when you think of josh being the producer like kirk and other people were producers then i think he's it's it's almost like he's 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 working with a lot of people to say something um but it's it's unique it's a very unique album and it's a very unique time and it blends pretty much his funk, I think a lot, like you said earlier, a particular crowd downed this album so much. Like, I remember I was on the org and people made this scene 
the worst album. And I was like, what? Like, everyone made it seem like it was the worst album he ever did. But actually discovering it on my own is one of his best albums. It's one of his most finest, unapologetic albums. It's, it's kind of like he's not being tame and cute. Not to say Emancipation was tame, but, you know, it seems kind of, it was very light, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas with this, his shirt is half off with the chain, and he got a tattoo on his, you know, right arm. So. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> he got a gun in his hand, right? He got a gun in right. his hand. Yeah. Right. I'll kill you. That says a lot. <laughs> it says a lot because it's completely different to how he showed himself just a year prior, you know? So it's int- that's and that's what I respect the most about him is that he stays true to the story in the moment. Like, what are you doing right now? This is just where he is right now. Who knows what this is going to look like two years from now, you know? Now that so, you describe that cover to me, that this is his... This is terrible. This, <laughs> this was his pen and pixel cover, you know, no limit. So you know, he got he got the fake gold chain around his neck, literally drawn in. He got the blinged out yeah. earpiece. Yeah, he got a tat. He got a the tat. ring on, and then he literally has a gun mic. You couldn't just have a gun. Say so with them, have a gun mic. This is like this is like a no limit poster, no limit cover or something. Yeah, pen and pixel, uh, Brandon. Oh, I already went. I'm sorry, uh, Joshua. Excuse me. Man, for Prince to put an album out like this literally the same time as Maxwell comes out and D'Angelo comes out, it, it, it it's it's almost like Charlie Wilson fighting a guy. Like, y'all little niggas trying to do my shit. I just got to come one more game. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying but um, no man I, I listen to this in, whenever I want to listen to Exodus 2 it's like I gotta have Exodus New Power Soul gotta have Emancipation gotta have Rave you know I, I play this man I, I blast this album sometimes you know it's not whack it, it was just a, it was a turning of the guards you know musically and all around you know what i'm saying damn bad boy was out at the time uh hip-hop was the new commercial sound just like jazz was and disco was so it was just ushering in a new era and him trying to find out what he was going to latch on to which all artists have that one album that just doesn't harmonize with the coming of a new age and he's been there from the 70s to the, you know, with the For You, which was trying to find its place. And Love Sexy, Batman was trying to find its place. And New Power Soul, Emancipation, and Rave was trying to find its place. He's been through all of it. You know, I think he was, he had a pretty solid run after Diamonds and Pearls. Love Symbol is a good album. Great album. I mean, and so is all them gold nigga albums and the MPG albums. And this is a, a fine piece of work, along with that Larry Graham and Shocker album. So, you know, this was just a very cha- a very strange time musically, but I don't think it was a failure. I definitely don't feel that when I listen to it. I don't love every song on every album I like. And this is just another one of those that has joints that I play and joints I don't like. But overall, it's 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 great production, good piece of work, man. You know, so New Power Soul is definitely played heavily by me, man. 
Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up the Shaka, Larry Graham, you know, because all three of these albums sort of came around the same time, right? And the yeah, um, was, you know, was pretty much this was the time when Prince was like really on some independent, you know, yeah. music and <laughs> yeah. put my stuff out. I, I remember he, he I read an interview he had had uh, invited all of the um, retail. CEOs or whatever from the, the different chain stores to Paisley Park and uh, played the albums for them. And it's like, yo, let's <laughs> let's play some orders. You know what I'm saying? Let's get this in the stores. Um, so I think one of the reasons this album sort of had the reception it did, it didn't have the massive, you know, machine behind it, right? It was just exactly. Prince putting it out by himself and then just getting out there and making it do. Um, so you know that that is in place too. But that's one of the reasons why I liked it too. So I was like, damn, he put another joint out, but he ain't even going through the labels. He's just doing it himself. I was like, okay, let me check this shit out. So yeah. that that you, was another piece of the puzzle as well. You know something also? He did an interview on Sinbad's talk show, and I think he brought out Shaka Khan. Yeah, and, he did, bro. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Larry. And, and talked about everything that, that he was, the purpose of MPG Records. And he was explaining why he chose to do this by himself and no contracts and everything. And... They explained that, man. I wish I could find that interview. Yeah, that and that yeah, was I also the that. time when he, they did, you know, to me, it was his best interview, period, in my opinion, was the one when he sat down with Tavis exactly. on BT yeah, that, exactly. that night. I remember when that was about to pop, I was like, yeah, they're going to have Prince. Let me see what this is all about. And we saw Prince. I was like, he was a real, I just, I mean, I was like, I was like, dang, he's a real dude. You know, I was like, he just seemed like a real cat. And he's just sitting here chopping it up and they're taking phone calls. And again, he was really, you know, he was on his independent game heavy. I was like, I respect that. Like, okay, I feel right. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, yeah, this is a big part of this album was for him to do it on his own. And, <clears throat> hey, I was all on board. I think all of us were on board. Again, it, it's just like anything else. I think what you said, uh, Joshua, when it came out, you know, Prince is on some other stuff. And I think the expectations of, well, we just heard this magnus opus, you know, emancipation. That's that's three hours of music. That's a lot of stuff to get in, to digest and even try to understand. And we're still trying to wrap our heads around that. Very and then much. he drops <laughs> this joint. And again, you're going to hear things. I think a lot of people just didn't expect Prince to go in this direction. But I, I can say you listen to it now. You'd wish he dropped new power yeah. soulish album right. right now right? <laughs> you could only hope that he would bring a burner like that you know and that's not the shade what they're doing now because i'm sure 10 years from now i'll be like man i was kind of tripping on artificial age actually was filthy ass you got that you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> but keep in mind like old album crystal ball came out before this one that's right yeah. Right. So it's right. like he had a lot of things right. going on at one time, Crystal Ball, and then he dropped this, and it's labeled as New Power Generation. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it was like a spiritual evolution. That's right when he started studying with Larry Graham with Jehovah's Witnesses, and you got Shaka Khan. He was really like this was his Absolutely. independent stream. Like he was doing a lot of stuff around this time. Yeah, that's a lot of material, man. Yeah, I, I I find it interesting that you know he titled this New Power Generation. You know, I've always considered this to be a, a more it's of a, a Prince solo, album. Yeah, it's a, Prince it's a album. solo project, you know, and if, if right. this really is a new power generation, because it, it really doesn't, you know, stand with uh, 
uh, Gold Nigga in um, Exodus, oh, yeah. where he had more of a background, you know, presence to it. But mm-hmm. he's like, he's all on, you know, New Power Soul, which is interesting. So you know, I, I you know. think it's a form of, of unity, man. It's like you yeah. know what, my band members and my boy Kirk and. They gonna get shined, to, you know what I mean? Like this is right, right. all of our yeah, shit. Right. You know, maybe he just mm-hmm. wanted to be. I wanted to be a band. Right, you know, right. I don't want it to just be Prince and the misconceptions of that. I, this is a band, and yeah, I'm, everyone, y'all know it's me. But it's a band thing, and I got the Larry Graham thing, and I mean, it's it's once again where he drops a whole bunch of shit on us at a time. You know, we had uh, 1999, Vanity Six, the Time album, three joints. <laughs> boom you know you have purple rain album right. sheila yeah. e but yeah. all these album boom and now once again you know still i got all these and then he see the other part about this is that is so dope is that he brought the legends out yep. you know uh-huh. what i'm saying like who yeah, does right. that you know i got shaka khan nigga this shaka khan <laughs> you know what i'm saying like shaka khan I got yeah, Larry is like, Graham, just, you know, yeah. the master Graham, Larry Graham. Yeah, Larry Graham. I got Larry Graham, and I'm dropped, and I'm putting them on. Like, and he made a point to let you, like you said, ain't no contracts. I'm doing this for the for the game. Like, this is what you're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, you know, and put put these people in man. front of people. You supposed to we supposed to acknowledge the great ones. So I that's why I really was like, I feel what he's doing. Yeah. And I could only was, hope was, somebody was, does that today where it's like, oh, you popping? Okay, you go back and get. Like, that's, you know, maybe another 10 years. It could be a D'Angelo or somebody. I'm, I'm just risk thinking. But it was like. You know, Kendrick, Kendrick did it with um, his new album, um, How to Pimp a, uh, to Pimp a yeah. Butterfly, mm-hmm. where he, uh, he used uh, George Clinton. And actually, he said in an interview, he cut George Clinton a check. I mean, for the royalties. Yeah. I mean, that was a big move. I, you know, I was like, wow. You know, big ups to, you know, Kendrick for that. Yeah, that Kendrick. Was, Kendrick is. Really, yeah, he's done that definitely. Yeah, I'm talking, about, but it, it's got to be like some dude that, um, can put out their album. You know what I'm saying? We'll like maybe it might albums, be a Jay yeah. or somebody. who's like, listen, I'm gonna go get, you know, Big Daddy Kane, and I'm gonna yeah. go get, you know, uh, I don't know, him. some other person. Maybe it was a singer or something. But and not I'm gonna just have them do a verse. No, we. Go record. Yeah, I got you. Just record the joint. I'll put. I'll be on it so it can. You can get some more eat off of that, and we're gonna put it out there. And you ain't gotta worry the about that. Last person to really go that far was really and and who actually had a movement, a real legit movement that you felt in the culture as a whole, like from music to fashion to attitude, was kind of like Pharrell when you saw Charlie Wilson on all of his stuff. Okay. Yeah, that was actually R. Kelly. Yeah, he had the ice cream thing and the Billionaire Boys Club, and Charlie Wilson was literally on everything Pharrell did at one particular time. Background videos, album, the whole nine yards, and Snoop. And then, you know, you got like a young Tyler the Creator, who was like, "I'm gonna do the same same thing." thing. Yeah. And I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Charlie Wilson on my album. And then I'm gonna get for Ayers. For and then sure. I'm gonna get Alice Smith because like Cherry Bomb, Cherry Bomb, and Kanye and Lil Wayne. Like Ch- Cherry Bomb is like a huge homage to that era. Right. Like he saw. All right, real quick, cause we gotta cut. Uh, oh, Mr. Jesse, 
He's got a jet out, so we want to make sure we say yeah, goodbye. Yeah, I got a jet out, but I appreciated the conversation, you guys. You guys cool, and uh, it was real fun reviewing this one. I'm going to listen to it now. All right, man. Well, thanks <laughs> for joining Jesse. us. We'll, we'll All right, no problem. you later. All right. All right, sorry to cut you there, Josh. No, no, but that was really my point. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, you got some people that, that, you know, pay attention and say, well, wow, I got to go back and do that, you know, and then actually, like, documenting, yo, I didn't know who Charlie, much about Charlie Wilson, but I really dug into this guy's discography and, like, yo, I love it. And then, bro, you know, Tyler's just going in about the Roy Ayers and the Badus yeah. who he's had on his past production. And, you know, it, it's it's not as acknowledged when that happens like it used to be. Right. Because there's something else going on commercially. You know, but I mean, so it's it's sort of happening. It's just on a lighter. It's it's is the light is more dim on that as aesthetic. You know, right, these days. right. Yeah, no, it's I, I definitely I, I hear what you're saying. Like somebody said, you know, R. Kelly was always on some um, Ron you know, Isley Brothers, and you see a Snoop oh, and then uh, yeah. Charlie Wilson and stuff. Um, but yeah, I just love what Prince did because he was superstar. You know, but he put himself in the back. In, in as much as you can at that type of position, right? But it still is like, I'm going to use my power to put their projects out. You know what I'm saying? Right, And, and put, right. put the band out. So that, yeah, you kind of got to respect that. Um, but anyway, yeah, so New Power Soul, there it is. Uh, definitely go listen to that again. If you haven't heard this album in a while, go sit down and listen to it. You, are, you might be surprised. You'd be like, God damn, huh? Okay, this is some refreshing. <laughs> I need to get back <laughs> into this. Um, yeah. So, and and again, you know, we mentioned he had Dougie Fresh. I thought it was a good look, man. Like, yeah. man, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna get a rapper, Old get school. one of the efficient ones. Yeah. Right? Dougie. And, and it works. As, you know, yeah. remember when you had Chuck D? I love me some Chuck, but I don't. It, it, it just didn't work. Some something was missing there, but. Yeah, New Power Soul. All right, so we're going to wrap things up here. Uh, we hope you enjoy listening to this. But always, as we do, we let you know where you can find us online. So, Mr. Brandon, where can they find you? Yeah, um, you can find me on Facebook um, under Brandon Owsley, my name. Um, I also have a Tumblr page, brandonowsley.tumblr.com. And you can find me on Twitter um, by... Uh, you know, Brandon Owsley, uh, if you search it, um, can't even remember my name, but yeah, you can find me on there, but thank you all uh, a lot for, you know, bringing me on the panel. I, I enjoyed this album and I hope you all, you know, just listen to it again and, you know, you know, use it with a fresh perspective. It's a great album. All right, Joshua, listen, I might put you on the spot here a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever you say, I'm I got a few updates along with you. Okay, so. that's what I was going to get into okay. because I've had you. you on this show before. Uh, we had a great episode. Uh, when I first got discovered to you in your music, uh, I you know I was like, this guy is a prodigy. This guy is like amazing. He's a young dude who, who has the feel uh, of, you know, the great stuff from the 80s. And I see that you – I see you're still in your musical school, like – you really on some uh, I see you really plugging um you know Poston Loose and uh and, and Dela and uh Jay Dilla and all of the great stuff like that. So I, I see your journey. I, it's funny when I look at your timeline I'm like, man, he reminds me of when I was growing up. 
because <laughs> you know but he's doing it at an accelerated rate and he's doing it as a student like you know uh okay he he somehow he got put on some to the uh Minneapolis shit and he just he's a sponge he took it in and and, and was playing it and now I see him, he's sponging up on that 90s native tongue and and then what that spawned into into different other things and I'm like damn he's going to have a very interesting perspective and ear for the next generation of music because he's going he's learning all the eras you know in terms of the time periods and he's okay he's like he's going to um the different kung fu schools <laughs> you know what i'm saying like oh he mastering this style now he's over here to do you know the this style oh you know picked up teachers oh and he didn't understand that teacher's lessons god damn he's gonna be a master of all of them so all i say all that to say is where and when <laughs> are we gonna get the album whatever it is the music i, I need to hear your i want to hear what you do man I want to hear it now. <laughs> I want to hear what all that you've learned and uh, where you're going. Where do we? When do we get some new music from you? Oh God! Well, all right. I, this is just perfect that you that you ended right there because I'm actually kicking in kicking it in Texas as we speak right now with two people that I've been rocking with for the past two years. All artists. This one girl is from New York. She's sitting right here getting dressed. <laughs> Um, she's an MC. We're actually working on music with her. Her name is Camila White, but she goes by K White on Facebook. K White, Check. right? And then my man, who was on the show with me, Brandon McCullough, sing a uh, songwriter, singer, badass guitarist. Will bust your ass. Uh, got hit <laughs> up by Sue. Literally, I gotta brag about him. Got hit up by Sue Ann Carwell, ah. who said she's got to pass him on to Jesse. Okay, now. Uh, and he's got some Erica Badu connections. Brandon McCullough on Facebook and my friends list. Check his videos right. out on YouTube. Yeah, and we're back. just getting things going. Um, I'm working on my music and album because I really do want to get that done. But I just go through so many different mystery schools. I'm like, all right. But I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm going to be pushing it out. And also, I have to do this. Uh, a young girl we met in Virginia. Brianna Cornelius or Zoe Phoenix, singer, multi-instrumental musician, uh, songwriter, incredible, phenomenal. We're going to be with her soon. We're putting a demo together that we're going to pass to Stone's Throw. Wow. And it's called Guardians of the Groove. Groove! <laughs> yeah. Guardians of the Groove. Groove! Zoe it. Phoenix, Brandon... <laughs> <laughs> and Saeed, it's just gonna be sloppy, funky, okay. groovy stuff. Wow. Uh, yeah, you. This is actually a documenting our history, being on Prince sure. podcast, and we also plan to like list all the names of people that we've touched bases with on the CD in a track list and in the music. So Michael Dean and the Prince podcast and everything will be in the music also, because for sure. And the Preston Scott band as well down here in Texas. We make connections with them too. So it's just, we're, we're bringing people together to be a part of this huge movement that will manifest itself. So, um, okay. Well, like, hey, man, you already in- know this is use this platform. So, whenever y'all get it together and you got the actual joints, send it over here. We blast it out. To all we want people. to use you to break because this internet radio is like 
the new radio. Yeah. So this breaking through this platform will break y'all. Hey, let's let's do it. <laughs> I guess, all I got to say is I know the talent is there. I know you got it. I, I love that you're getting affiliated and you, you're getting a family and a team together. All, all I can say, uh, as the older dude, just as you already know, put in the work. Just put in you the will. goddamn work. And I want to hear the hear the shit. That's it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I want to hear it. <laughs> say that again. We put in work Friday night and Saturday oh, night, sure. man. Uh, Saeed, um, this cat, um, he was our makeshift sound engineer. Um, what last night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played in a in a it's like a den in like a barn area, something like that. And oh, wow. uh, it, it was a trip. It was a trip, but uh, he did a damn good job. And uh, my uh, my brother's band. They told him, you know, whenever we got a show, you know, we will call you personally to come down here. And I told him, I said, you know, you come crash at my place and, you know, they're going to pay him for uh, doing the gigs and everything. So, you know, I mean, God has really opened up a whole bunch of doors, man. And it's like when you think that you had to stand still, that's when the floodgates open because there's been so much going on. Right, right, right. I feel that, man. Like I said, we we champion for you, man. We champion. The music will definitely be coming your way bro because we appreciate everything you've been doing man yes yes we are fans and supporters of this thing i look forward to the interviews you do especially when it's with old revolutionary people you know matt fink you know dez and bobby z nobody else does stuff like that you actually give a damn about music history word and a lot of cats don't do that man so you know you're uh, a phenomenal cat in my book man and you know we need more history lessons man because these kids today they think they doing something i mean like you know it's just one button being pressed. Brandon, you sound good. I'm like, what the hell are you listening to? Hilarious. Right. Then if you put something like Cosmic Slop on, oh, that's old school. I'm like, well, look here. This hip hop you and rap you're hearing right now, they oh, have to go back to the funk to get them sound. So yep. appreciate history. For sure. Appreciate man. history because, you know, it, it, it's all tied in together. Everybody has a genesis and everybody has a revelation. Yep. Yeah, I agree with you, man. And uh, yeah, like I said, this. Whole reason I do this because I care. I, I'm a fan first, and you know, somewhat of a musician second. But I just love the music, and I want to make sure that all of us got avenues to get out there. And we can't have uh, a network if we don't hook up with each other. If we, you know, and to me, the internet is the new fucking. It's. It, I mean, we can reach millions right there. I'm sitting. I'm sitting in Bum Buck, Washington. <laughs> But we we reaching millions because we don't we gonna get up every morning we gonna put the work in and we gonna keep connecting and and putting it out there. So I'm like I said I'm just here for y'all man to to help. One nation to groove baby. There you go. There you go. (laughs) All right. So there you have it, man. Definitely check out everybody. Of course, check out Podcast Juice, uh, podcastjuice.net. Also, we're on Facebook, uh, Podcast Juice. Shout out to my other co-hosts and brethren. You know, always gotta shout your people out. Big sexy. Uh, Q Storm, Sean Hill, Ampu, Sexy and Sack, Big Ken, Day Dropping, everybody, man. Shout out to everybody. And as I always say, <laughs> work it like a job. We'll yes. see you next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.